You're listening to Misunderstood Podcast, where we're setting the record straight on all things misunderstood. I'm your host, Kelly Hall, pageant runner-up, model, speaker, entrepreneur, pageant queen, and U.S. Navy lieutenant. I may have never won a Miss USA title, but I am the queen of being misunderstood. Welcome to the show, guys. Hey, everyone. This is your host, Kelly Sabraki, with co-host... Host Austin Sabraki. Co-host Austin Sabraki. Host of Mr. Understood Podcast. There is no Mr. Understood Podcast. This is Misunderstood Podcast. Mr. Understood Podcast dropping soon. (laughs) You cannot record a podcast. You hate being on my podcast. What are we doing today? Okay, we're doing questions with Kelly and Austin. That song keeps coming to my brain for some reason. Anyways, diving in to followers' questions from this week. I get a lot of questions over time, so I might throw a couple of those surprises in here. But we're going to do a rapid fire. Since you have us both on the podcast, it never happens. And we're going to get through some of your Q&A. So Austin, first up from Cat 817 How did you meet? Uh, we met through mutual friends. Kelly got invited on a party bus. I got invited on a party bus. Whoop, whoop. And we all showed up through mutual friends, but Kelly and I did not talk a lot. And then we got set up on a double date. But you did add me on Instagram. Don't remember that. It was at Standard Hall. I remember. But we didn't talk. I think Kelly forced it. Next question. I sure did. You're super cute. And you were like the <laughs> alpha like king of the crew. I was like, I was oh, like, hi, what's uh, up? That's not the case. All right, next. Yes, it was. Okay. From Alleycat817, follow-up question. <laughs> what does he do for work? Disclose, don't disclose as much as you want. I mean, you could look at my LinkedIn and find out everything I do. Oh, God. Everyone's going to go look (laughs) at your LinkedIn now. Check out that cutie prof pic. It's really no secret. I work for a company called Paycom. I'm in software sales, specifically HRIS. Okay. Put that in like normal people terms. I'm just in software sales. (laughs) (laughs) For HR, I guess. For HR technology, sure. Okay. Okay. Love this question from Ruthie Bibleby. How do you make Jesus number one in your marriage? I'll answer this one too. I think it's just uh, going to finding ways to go to church, even if you can't, and making sure it's priority on Sundays. Okay. And praying every night at dinner and other things. Uh, I was going to say, I feel like we are not the best examples of what you just said, although it's something (laughs) to definitely strive for. But I would blame COVID because we definitely were like seeking out a church home when we were in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And then here we kind of have struggled to find one. Yeah. Plus I travel a lot, but you know, we always pray mm-hmm. and I always circle back to scripture. And I think that we eliminate a lot of like the worry because my belief is that worry is temporary atheism. And if you're not believing and having faith, you're stressing about what you can't control. Mm-hmm. So you have to have faith. So I feel like that really helps yeah. our relationship as well. And also like you and I have been through so much together in four years. It's hard to not have faith because it's all worked out. Yeah, it has. So here we are. Okay. Next question Da-da-da-da. from Mallerston. What caught your eye for one another? Austin, you up first. <laughs> I think caught my eye. So during our double date, I asked Kelly and maybe she'll say the same thing, but I basically asked Kelly about her family and her journey and her story and 
how she responded without getting into too many details, but I just liked her family background and how much she loved their family. And that's what came out. That's so cute. That's what I was going to say. Well, I think what stuck out immediately, I've been on a lot of dates and they all kind of blended together. But I think no one like was genuine when they were like, I want to get to know you. And the very first thing you asked me when we got on the little golf carts on our double date was, what's your story? And I was like, huh? And you were like, what's your story? Tell me about your life. Like, how were you as a kid? How was your family? And I was like, what the heck? Like, I was so caught off guard. That said a lot about you. And you genuinely meant it too. Because I learned that you asked that to everyone. Which makes me feel less special. But also was like, <laughs> says a lot about your character that you care a lot about people's background. Okay, up next from Abby underscore Wilhelm. How does Austin plan his career around uncertain orders and PCSing with the Navy? Didn't plan a thing, just <laughs> prayed and got lucky. You're already here, folks. I actually, it was tough to plan. The first time I really didn't have a plan, I just went in and had to, you know, I've worked for companies that are located and have offices in several different states and locations. And so each time I've been able to transfer, but from a planning standpoint, it was honestly ask, you know, don't be afraid to ask number one. And if it doesn't work out, then start interviewing and looking for another job. But luckily it has. Love that, babe. Next question is for me from Wildfire Beauty 12. How's dating and being a military woman? Because it's rough out here. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Get out of here. I would say two things. Number one, have patience. Trust your journey. Number two, set your non-negotiables. I absolutely would not settle for someone who wasn't supportive and loving and caring and confident. You're super confident. And I love that you are okay with being with someone like me who is very passionate and outgoing and career-driven because you kind of already have your thing too. So I think setting those non-negotiables early and then just, I had a lot of faith. I, I prayed a lot. I cried a lot. Prayed more than I cried. But um, eventually, you know, I think you find your person. Next question. From Katie Girl 46 how do you balance your time together with family, friends, especially living away from them? Balance time together. And with family and friends. And with family and friends. We do a really good job of hanging out after work at night and doing dinner together. So I think that mm -hmm. helps because we always pretty much do our dinner together. And then we try to plan date nights pretty consistently. I'd say we go on two to three, sometimes four even. Uh, four? Month. That's one a week. That definitely does not happen. You think less than that? Yeah, we go down like two a month. I'd say like okay. every other week we try to plan a date night. Well, there's sometimes we'll like go randomly get drinks or something or just like go grab an app. Okay. So like two at a minimum, we'll put it that way. And then family, friends, luckily, since we live here, we're in driving distance. We try to see them. We've had so many weddings this year that we've seen them without even needing to try. But <laughs> in the future, we'll try to make a conscious effort to see them when we can. Yeah, I would say um, for you and I, it's, we prioritize. Mm -hmm. So we have to carve out time in our schedules. It's like quality time. I'd say, you know, not just like watching Netflix and falling asleep, which I do love to do with you. It's one of my favorite hobbies. But like looking on our calendar, making reservations like in advance, being like, hey, like just this morning, we were talking about when do we want to do Christmas morning together? We literally looked at our calendar and we're like, oh, the next time we're available is the third week of December on a Sunday, like, you know, and carving out Christmas morning together. So that and then kind of same thing with our families. 
you know, looking ahead on our schedule two, three months in advance, hosting them, buying flights, that sort of thing. So I'd say that that goes a long way, that planning and that coordination. Okay, next question is for me from Katie Lessites. How to help hubs get settled into Navy life? Um, I'd say, again, number one is like that, that full transparency and communication, but also I'd say attempts to like fully immerse as much as possible. I think Austin is feels a little bit more a part of the Navy family because I constantly communicate with him about what I'm going through, about the struggles that I'm facing, but also like how he's involved in those decisions. Mm-hmm. And then next, I really try to bring you to as many things as I can. You know, this Friday we're going to a holiday concert on base. And last week you went to the Navy graduation at boot camp and like as many things as I can bring. I want you to see it. And you went to the birthday ball last month and like that was super cool. Yeah, I've seen a lot. I would say for him just I've seen a lot. Just have him ask a lot of questions and obviously, you know, you got to make sure that you tell him all the things you can about the military as possible. So he's prepared. Love it. Okay. Last couple questions. How to combine a solid relationship with a job in the Navy from Mylene underscore E. Um, kind of what we've already talked about before. I think prioritization is huge. Communication is absolutely a must. And I think a mutual respect for one another, both in your relationship and your career. Like not thinking one person's is more important than the other. And then also I think like not placing a financial pedestal, like, oh, I make more money than you, therefore slash I'm more important and my job's more important. Like I mutually respect yours and you mutually respect my career because we both, that's both important to us. What about you, babe? No, I think that's perfect. There's not much else to add just besides, yeah, communicating and just being open and transparent. And basically just stole the words right out of my mouth. That's fine. This one's for you. Would you rather your kids go to USNA or Ohio State? From Oligabi. Oligabi. <laughs> uh, Ohio State. What's next? Of course you're going to say that. I'm still committed to like convincing you that the Naval Academy is like a better school. It's literally the number one ranked public school in the country. We're going to let the kids see both and make a decision on that. Hashtag do both. They'll make a decision on their own. Obviously... I'm going to raise my kids to be huge football fans. So, Oh, they're your kids now? Yeah, my kids. They're going to, so I'm going to I raise just have no part in, in them. So they're going to be huge football fans, and then we'll go from there. All right. My feelings on this topic are as follows. Up until about a year and a half ago, I decided that I would be open to them doing the ROTC program at Ohio State is a really good program. Look it up if you don't know what it is. So they'd still go to Ohio State, but then they would still have some kind of military service. And that is what I want for my children. I want them to have some sort of military experience. Oh my gosh. Some of these just really, really kill me. A lot of sexual questions in here that this is a very G-rated podcast, friends, family friendly on iTunes. So we're not going to get to those questions. I'd say lastly, I'll end this on my question for Austin. What do you think is most misunderstood about being a civilian married to someone in the Navy? I'd say in this case, a woman in the Navy. I think first, I feel like people just assume that I don't have a Mm -hmm. good and successful career, which I always think is funny. But 
So I think that's number one. I mean, there's a lot of successful careers in everywhere, but in my world, in the business world, there's a ton that are all full remote or flexible with moving. So there's always options, in my opinion. That's what a lot of people I think are don't think you were going to both work. And then I, don't know, I feel like that's the, the number one thing. Yeah, I was actually going to say the exact same thing because I was going to answer the question myself. I was going to say it's most misunderstood that people think like you don't have your own mm-hmm. job. Yeah. <laughs> and I, or like you're like, to use the word like emasculated because I'm in the Navy and you're mm-hmm. not. And I've never felt that inkling even for a half a second from you. Yeah. Like you're super supportive mm-hmm. and you do your own thing and you're very confident. Yeah. And I think I've lived like I, I see the military very separately than my job. And I grew up around a lot of successful and powerful and good leaders in the business world. So I think that's really helped me. I mean, you see that a lot in the military too. So I think that's just helped me kind of see them both in that same light. They're both just strong and powerful careers and produce good leaders and good people. That's honestly why I've loved being with someone not in the military. You have truly made me better in a lot of ways that I'm going to get emotional about. But like you on a work, I'll say plainly just a work professional level, I can pitch something to you about social media, about marketing, about Navy, about you know, structure, organizational structure, leadership within an organization, a corporate company, boom, 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 boom. You have answers for all of your experiences and like your life within that world that is so separate and different from my life in the Navy. Mm -hmm. And it's really opened my aperture and like made me a better officer having that experience. We have different perspectives on a lot of things. Very different, but equally successful, which is fun. Okay. Last question. Because I know the followers and the listeners want to know, how do you feel about a 20-year career in the Navy? I, <laughs> drum roll. I'm okay with a 20-year career, but I do not know if I want to move every three years for the next... Nine? nine. Eleven. Yeah. Eleven years. Eleven years. So. Well, since the audience now knows I'm staying in Chicago, that would bring me to... 11 or 12 years. So really you're only looking at potentially two more moves after that. We're going to reevaluate after each time. We do do that. We do a year by year evaluation and then we assess from there. So, all right. Thank you, honey. We answered a lot of your appropriate questions. I think for the most part, Austin, thanks for being here. Love you so much. What do you have to say to the followers and the listeners? Uh, If you want answers on the inappropriate questions, just go ahead and shoot those on the side to me. Yeah, what? You're never going to do that. I'm just kidding. Otherwise, no, that's it. That's a wrap. But thanks, Sudi, for being here. Thanks, guys, for listening in to a special edition of Misunderstood Podcast Q&A with Austin and Kelly. More to come here. Be sure to follow and give me a rating. I appreciate it so much, guys. Until next time, this is Kelly Sabraki. Out. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of Misunderstood Podcast. I love hearing from you guys. And I want you to take a screenshot of this episode, tag at misunderstood.podcast on Instagram and share a takeaway from today's episode. Something you love, something you wanted more of, whatever it is, it helps me learn what you guys want to hear. Please consider leaving a review on iTunes or Spotify. 
I want to give a special shout out to my friends at Hatch for producing this episode. If you're looking to launch a podcast or if you already have one, you can get unlimited podcast editing by visiting usehatch.fm. That's usehatch.fm. Thanks so much, guys. Until next week, this is your misunderstood Kelly Hall. Kelly Hall.